hello, hello. Welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge Trimmed and Stable Podcast. I'm Paul, and we are back. And this episode is near and dear to our hearts here because this is our first time ever going on Steel Vengeance over at Cedar Point. So if you're familiar with how season three has been going so far, we kicked it off over at King's Dominion when we got the opportunity to be one of the first people who actually got to ride Twisted Timbers. Now that actually came about through pretty much uh, Ace, American Coaster Enthusiast. Because of that, uh, we really got the thirst for, hey, Steel Vengeance is going to open up there. How can we get on this ride ASAP? And we're going to tell you how we did it. We're going to tell you about the event that we actually went to. But first, I want to say, first of all, guys, very, very, very humbled that we got our uh, listeners back. We did disappear for most of October, and I'm not going to lie to you. I thought pretty much we were going to be starting from scratch again, uh, trying to build up a fan base, trying to build up uh, pretty much the loyalty that we were lucky enough to have uh, before we uh, actually had to take that month off. And I'm glad to say that um, most of you guys have come back here. I'm looking at the stats, especially for the ERT we just did with uh, Where is Janine? Basically, the numbers there, the listeners are... We, we got a lot, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, we're very humbled that people do care what we think. And uh, Janine will be back and forth, you know, a couple times, uh, you know, maybe once, maybe twice a month and stuff like that because, you know, her store has really been taken off. But we want to make sure that she's still a part of the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge. Uh, also, real quick here, we are recording this on Tuesday. Uh, we try to record uh, Monday or Tuesday for our standard one there, and usually Thursday or Friday for ERTs. And a couple quick news is... Um, Basically, Kennywood looks to be, uh, you know, really kicking some things off here. Uh, they just made an announcement that they have a Spin Vision, which is in a new section called the Battle for the Berg, uh, Area 412. So if you're, if you're familiar with the uh, Pittsburgh area, 412 is their area code. Uh, actually, their, yeah, their area code, uh, not their zip code. And I guess they're gearing up for doing a lot of things next year because of the 125th anniversary. They got a lot of stuff going over at Cedar Point, too. So it's good to see that uh, they're investing and doing a lot of things. Also, today is the start of IAPA. So if you're not familiar with what IAPA is, this is when all the ride manufacturers get together with the park operators and they show what's new and exciting that they have designed. And a lot of, a lot, and I do mean a lot of YouTubers go to this to actually get content. So make sure you check out In The Loop. I know they're always doing stuff with IAPA. Coaster Studios is going to be there and a few other ones there. So if you're interested to see what is new and exciting in the ride, ride industry and the parks you know this is a big thing over in i believe it's in orlando which would make sense so kennywood kicking some butt you know they're saying it's a -a one-of-a-kind ride we'll see what it looks like this uh spin vision but it is in the whole battle for the berg area that they're uh, putting together for their 125 anniversary uh, 125 anniversary. Hey, look, we got something coming there. Also, I want to let people know that we are doing daily giveaways now until the end of the year. Uh, we had a lot of fun giving things away in October, but this time, instead of just randomly picking names and uh, things like that, we actually are going to be social media focused. Now, what do I mean by that? Every day is going to be a different social media that we're a part of, and we're going to draw a name from that social media. Basically, Monday is Twitter which is 125 Roller Coast, no ER. Uh, today we gave away something on TikTok. So TikTok's been growing pretty uh, pretty good here. We got about 50 to 60 uh, followers or whatever they're called there. Uh, Wednesday is going to be Instagram polls and Facebook. On Thursday, we're still doing Rumble. 
which is one two five roller coaster. But I'm not sure how much longer we're going to be doing Rumble. Uh, we haven't really seen much there. I think we have 17 people following us there. So I think uh, Rumble is probably going to disappear fairly soon, probably by the end of the month. Uh, Friday, of course, is YouTube. We're at uh, 735, I believe, uh, subscribers. Want to get that up to a thousand guys? So uh, definitely help us out if you haven't subscribed. We're going to be adding brand new content, uh, produce content in December. Uh, we're uh, working on that stuff actually right now. I'm trying to uh, get a couple things done with my day to day job so I can actually focus on the uh, video aspect uh, the next couple weeks. Uh, Saturday is the podcast. So if you follow us or subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchase, or anything like that, we pull a name from people who are following us from there. And then on Sunday, it's our weekly larger prize. So we're just going to pick uh, two names directly from, could be from any of the social medias. And uh, that's where we give away the t-shirts or stuffed animals and the, the bigger prizes, the coaster dynamics, those kind of things. If you want to be in all the different polls, drawings and stuff like that, uh, make sure that you subscribe to Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, uh, and then you know follow us on the podcast and stuff like that, because that is where uh, we're going to be polling. So with all that kind of stuff done here, let's kick it off. Let's talk about Steel Vengeance. So when it comes to Steel Vengeance here, yet again, we just got done doing uh, Twisted Timbers Media Day uh, through Ace. So we were like, okay, how can we do the same kind of thing with Steel Vengeance? They opened up the same year. Uh, and we were like, okay, what do we need to do? And we uh, did some research and we found out about a benefit that was going uh, through LeBron James, actually. Uh, not a big NBA fan myself, but LeBron James is from the uh, Cleveland area. He grew up going to Cedar Point. Cedar Point always has a soft spot in his heart. So basically what it was is you would actually pay to go to his benefit, but all the money went to LeBron James's charity. Pretty much when it opened up, it sold out really fast. So we were lucky enough to actually get two spots there, myself and Devin, and we headed out there to uh, check out this event. So before I start getting into the specifics of the ride, which is the reason why uh, the episode's name is Steve, it's kind of the nickname for it, uh, S-T-E for the steel and V-E for vengeance. So Steve, that's uh, kind of what we call it. I want to talk about the event first. And then after that, I want to go into details on the ride because let's be honest, Steel Vengeance is definitely in pretty much everybody's top five. Uh, A lot of people, it's still number one. So the event, we get there and they pretty much blocked off everything except for the back of the park. Now, if you're familiar with Cedar Point, there's actually two entrances into the park, actually three, two or three. And uh, most people come in the front gate there. You park, you come in there right by gatekeeper. That's there. But if you drive around the side of the park and head towards the water park, there is actually an entrance there for Breakers, Breakers Hotel, and also for the water park. So they basically had the front of the park all closed off there, and they basically had the back of the park opened up there. So you'd come in. Uh, it's kind of right near Magnum. So if you're aiming for Magnum uh, XL200, that's where that entrance is. And we were we would come in there, and then it take us right to the back of the park. They blocked off everything by uh, Top Thrill Dragster. Uh, Gemini, you couldn't head out that way. You had to make the right, and you had to go to the back of the park. So when you get there, there's probably about, not going to exaggerate, probably between 500 to 800 people at this event. Um, I definitely thought they overbooked it personally. Now, part of this was you had the, you know, the whole introduction, you had the ribbon cutting for the ride, uh, you had, uh, you know, the park president, you had all those people giving speeches and stuff like that. But once you got done with that, 
people could actually pay extra money at the benefit to be in the official first train. We, of course, did not do that. We were just happy to be a part of it. I believe we got on train eight or nine. Yet again, probably first 100, 150 people to ride it. You know, it's a good thing there, especially for our father and son. It's something that uh, we definitely wanted to do as a group. Now, a couple highlights of this was of course, we got to ride Steel Vengeance. Now, we rode it at night, which is, uh, you know, dusk and night. So if you're familiar with that side of the park there, dusk is not the time you want to ride Steel Vengeance because of the Mayfly issue. Now, it was earlier in the year, so we really didn't deal with the Mayflies. It wasn't cold, but we were flying around this coaster. Uh, a couple of things I want to mention is they actually had some, uh, you know, of course, they had the store open so you could actually buy some things. The one thing that kind of got me a little upset was they had these special mean streak pieces of wood that were kind of exclusive to this benefit, which you found out later on wasn't really specific to that benefit because after a while, they basically were just selling them in the gift shop. So it kind of lost its luster on that. But they had the gift shop there. Uh, they had T-shirts. They had you know all the different merchandise that you could buy. Great marketing 101. You know, you got a trapped audience. They're here for this ride. Definitely sell them stuff. Uh, they had um, two of the food locations open and you got a voucher for food. Wasn't anything to really to write home about, uh, but I do remember that uh, Dev and I kind of enjoyed, you know, we ate some food there. And the one other thing that really stuck in my head was everybody ran to Steel Vengeance. Everything was all about Steel Vengeance, Steel Vengeance, Steel Vengeance, Steel Vengeance. Cedar Point actually had Maverick open too. And this is the first time and probably the only time in the world that we were actually able to marathon Maverick. And if you're familiar with it, it's one of the better uh, rides at the park. Uh, it was one of the top dogs uh, for many years. It's a intimate blitz kind of coaster. So it's, it's a fantastic ride. Now, the neat thing about us was nobody was getting on this ride because everybody was was with Steel Vengeance. We actually got to ride it. I think we lasted, I lasted three times. This was before the relief ban uh, days. So after the third time in a row, I told him we had to get up, but we were literally able to sit in our seats and go through the um, the queue. I mean, we didn't have to leave. We just basically just kept on going through, which is amazing because if you're familiar with uh, Maverick, it's usually an hour to an hour and a half wait during the week, even longer during weekends. So the fact that we were able to um, marathon this was kind of neat. Now, so we went there, we jumped in line, we got uh, Still Vengeance, then we uh, jumped over to Maverick. Uh, They had entertainers, they had the characters. If you're familiar with the theming, and I'll talk about this in a little bit there, of Still Vengeance, it's about these three people who uh, were fighting Maverick and all that kind of stuff. There's a whole backstory to it. Make sure you look it up. It's kind of cute. You know, it's nothing to write home about, but they had the characters there. Each character has a train. So there's three trains. Each one is a character and stuff like that. But all in all, the event, uh, you know, after we did Maverick, we got food and then we jumped on it. I think we got on Steel Vengeance four or five times that day, which was good enough for us. We didn't need to marathon it a hundred times. The event was about three to four hours. Uh, you know, then we came back, we headed back to the hotel, headed back home the next day. Let's talk about Steel Vengeance. What is this? So, This, of course, is an RMC, which is Rocky Mountain Construction, and kind of like what they did with Twisted Timbers, where they took Hurler, and they took the frame of Hurler, and they created uh, Twisted Timbers. Here, 
there was a ride in the back of the park called Mean Streak. And I actually personally really liked Mean Streak. I got to ride it a few times before we started doing the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge. I would ride it uh, when I went back there. It was in the far back of the park and there was never really a line because it was all the way back there and it was kind of getting old and beating you up. But the thing about Mean Streak was it was one of the wooden coasters that had a lot of mass. Now, what do I mean by this? If you look at like traditional wooden coasters, they kind of, you know, they're out and back. They're kind of, you know, you you got the frame taking you out and back and you know all that stuff. Mean Streak used to go in and out of itself. So there was a lot of density to the ride. There was a lot of... Um, just a lot of mass. So when they built uh, Steel Vengeance, they were able to go bigger than they could with most RMCs. They were able to do a lot of different things that in the past they couldn't do uh, with a standard, you know, wooden type coaster. All right. Because of the sheer girth and size of Mean Streak, which was at one point one of the, uh, I think it had like a 170 foot drop for a wooden coaster, was huge. They were able to create what nobody thought was possible with this kind of uh, ride, all right? And let me just tell you the stats, and the stats are going to tell you why Steel Vengeance is a step above Twisted Timbers, um, Iron Rattler, and stuff like that. The length of the track is 5,740 feet. That is huge. Most coasters are between two to 3,000 feet in track length. This is almost double. Uh, this was 205 feet high with a 200-foot drop. So they took the lift hill that was there before uh, with Mean Streak, and they added more footage, I think probably 30, 40 feet. And the drop was a 90-degree drop. So this is actually the first ever Hyper, which is a 200-foot coaster, Hyper hybrid coaster, all right? It had a 90-degree drop. It goes 74 miles an hour, which is insane on a wooden track, and it has four inversions, all right? First of all, let's talk about the theme. So Mean Streak was basically in the back of the park. What they've been doing in that area is the frontier section. So they have this whole thing about Maverick uh, came into town and cleaned up town, and there's these three characters, which I... Sorry, I didn't do any extra research on this, but they have these three characters, and their whole point is they are going to build the craziest machine to compete with Maverick, and that's what Steel Vengeance is, all right? So the theming on that is pretty good. Uh, you know, they had the characters there that day. Even to this day, they still keep up the theme. It's a whole Wild West kind of theme. It goes really good in the back of the park there. Now, what makes this ride unique is the amount of airtime. If you enjoy airtime, this has the most airtime. I believe it still does to this day, the most airtime. But they're also able to put in inversions. So the first part of the ride, you go up the lift hill. You have that 90-degree drop, which is fantastic if you like those kind of drops. I don't mind them. I like 90-degree drops. But for me, one of the best elements comes right after the uh, drop where you actually have a overbank. Uh, not really an overbank. It's, it's hard to explain. When you go around the first turn, your body wants to go out while the track goes in. All right, so you kind of have that, you have airtime, but it's airtime that's kind of flying you out to the side. Um, Iron Quasi has since kind of perfected that, I believe, but this was the first time you actually did that. You have, you know, you have, you go through the structure, you do an inversion, you come back, another inversion, then you hit, they call it the brake run, but I've never been on Steel Vengeance where it actually slowed us down. It's a small piece of track, but here is what really makes Steel Vengeance 
amazing to me is the second half. The second half, you dip inside the structure. So you are flying through all this wood. Because of the size of Mean Streak, you had all this additional uh, mass that you don't get with the Twisted Timbers. You don't get it with uh, any other RMCs, really, that I know of. Because of the sheer size of it, you're able to invert, twist through the structure. And really, you don't know where you are. Uh, the one thing about this, it's just so disorienting. It's a lot of fun. This is a two-part type of ride. The first part is airtime and some different Gs, and the second part is flying through the structure. Yet again, this has the most airtime of any coaster, still to this day, and it is such a long ride. It's about three to four minutes long. It is a long ride. And our reaction was, when we hit that brake run, after the first time we rode it, I turned to Devin and just put my finger up, number one. That was a sick ride. Now, since then, I've ridden a few more times uh, that day, and then we've gone back to Cedar Point, I think, two more times since then. Uh, a couple little things I've noticed. So first of all, I mentioned before, you don't want to ride this around twilight because, especially in the summer, the mayflies come out, and it is right on the coast of the park. It's at the far back end of the park, so you're really close to the water, and because of that, you get a lot of mayflies. Uh, they will smack you in the face. You will get wiped out by them. It also needs to warm up. The morning rides that myself and Janine took when we did a Coaster Mania, whatever that one was, over at Cedar Point, uh, the morning ride was actually disappointing. It wasn't until the nighttime rides. So the night, of course, adds an element of not knowing where you are. I don't think it was so much that a night ride is all that in a bag of chips. I think it has more to do with the fact that the... Um, ride needs to warm up it needs to you know get going it needs to be you know get a couple more test runs in it so i would highly recommend probably late afternoon also make sure you utilize the lockers you cannot have anything in your pocket and there's no lockers inside the queue so it's not like twisted timbers where there's actually lockers there you need to put everything in the lockers there don't be an idiot don't bring out your cell phone this thing is all about airtime. it's all about ejector air it's going to beat you up. What's your thoughts on Steel Vengeance? It is a top five, top 10 coaster for us. Is it number one? For me, it's not, mainly because my preference isn't as much airtime as it is with, there's inversions on this ride, but there's nothing to me that beats that barrel roll drop. And for me, you know, a little bit inside baseball here, to me, Iron Gwazi has more of what I like than Steel Vengeance. Now, with that being said, it's definitely top three, top five, top 10. It is probably top one, top two at Cedar Point, depending on what your preference is. I know some people still like Millennium Force more. Some people like Magnum more. I know Janine just loves Gatekeeper. It's all about your preference. But when you're going into Cedar Point, you need to understand that this is one of the marquee rides. And it is pretty much Alan uh, Shucky's you know, creme de creme. This was his best design, best thing that he he made. Now that he retired, I, I really think that this is his masterpiece. And what they did with Mean Streak, and the fact that they did what everybody was hoping they would do when it came to RMCs and having Mean Streak in the back there, it was definitely worth the wait. It's definitely a ride that you must ride at Cedar Point. Highly recommend it. 
amazing ride. Love to get your thoughts on it. Is this your number one? Is this in the top five for you? Or, you know, this is four years ago. Has it started losing some of its luster, especially with uh, Air Force One coming and stuff like that, and Iron Quasi finally operating? Thank you guys so much for listening. So what are we doing next? So we're going to do an ERT on Friday. I'm putting it together right now. So this year... It was all, we're going to see you in the queue in 2022. It was nice and short, nice nice and sweet. It was a lot of fun. But next year, I turned 50. Yes, I am old. I have accepted the fact that I'm old. But what am I going to do to celebrate it? Am I going to sit there with a birthday cake that has 50 candles and pretty much catch the house on fire? No. My goal is I want to rock, go to 50 different amusement parks and film 50 different amusement parks as I turn 50. So the 50 for 50, right? 50 is a lot. This year we did a lot of smaller parks and stuff, and we only did 22 parks. So we are doubling, more than doubling what we did in 22. So what I want to do is in this first ERT is discuss 25 out of the 50 parks that we're going to look to hit. Now we're not going to do them in order. We're going to jump around, but these are all targeted parks. So if you are following our YouTube channel, which is 125 Roller Coaster, you can expect to see walkthroughs and shorts and everything on these uh, 50 uh, 50 amusement parks, but I'm going to discuss 25 of them. So we're going to be discussing parks that we must hit, okay? On Tuesday, so far in um, our third season here, we pretty much have discussed Twisted Timbers at King's Dominion. We talked about, you know, in this episode, Cedar Point. We went back to Six Flags America to pick up the kitty coaster. Well, next week, we finally hit our first new park. Yes, we actually did go to new parks. We didn't just grab the uh, the orphan credits there. And uh, the name of the episode is Let the Adventure Begin because we headed to Adventure Park USA in Maryland. We're going to do one episode on this. We're going to talk about the three coaster credits that are there. And we're going to talk about uh, our feelings on this because this is kind of a family fun center with roller coasters. And one of the roller coasters to me is very special because we never got to Williams Valley Park over on the... Uh, near Mechanicsburg side of Harrisburg, uh, that, that park died. Well, the coaster at Venture Park USA is one of their coasters. That's what our Tuesday episode is going to be. We're going to be discussing that park, our thoughts on that park, tumbleweed, uh, all the cute little rides they had there. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So one more time, let's get social. If you want to uh, pretty much get you know, a chance to win a daily prize. Remember, we're on Twitter, 125 Roller Coast. No ER on that. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Rumble, and YouTube is all 125 Roller Coaster. And definitely make sure you, su- you subscribe, you like, whatever you need to do there. If you want to write a review on the podcast, we greatly love it. It's been a while since we've got a review. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, uh, CastBox, all these different pretty much podcast addict. If you are looking to find our podcast, you can find it anywhere. All right. So this is Paul and I'm going to see you at 50 parks next year. Next year.